Welcome to the Building Doctor Show with Jens Johansson. Welcome to the Building Doctor Show. I am your host, Jens Johansson, and I'm glad to see you here to learn more about your building. Today, we're going to be talking about design, and we have Jessica Malurk, J2's design lead, as our guest today. In this episode, we're going to take you through the design process, and you'll have the chance to ask your questions of Jessica and I, free of charge. Welcome, Jessica, to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at J2. Oh, I've been at J2 for almost six years, and I do all the design, big and small projects across all three of our offices. Um, walk the boards from beginning to end through the design process. Yes, and I would say she's really good at color, colors and visualization of what your building can look at, look like. I love tearing them apart, seeing what's wrong with them. And uh, she gives us the vision to put it back together. So today, as usual, we're going to launch a quick poll here to find out who is in the audience. And let me get that going. This helps us tailor our questions to you. So take a quick second to fill that out. Are you a board member? Are you a manager? What state are you in? Have you been through this process before, et cetera? So while that's happening, the usual disclaimers, this show is free, so put away your credit card. We aren't selling you anything. So this show is for educational content only. We're not giving you legal, financial, or engineering advice, and neither of us are medical doctors. We're just people on the internet trying to help you run your building better. We've helped thousands of people with their building problems, and we've seen what worked and what doesn't work when it comes to restoring and running condos. And we want to share that with you in hopes that it benefits you. So um, <clears throat> stick around for the live Q&A at the end of the show. This is where the participants in the show get a chance to bring your questions to the building doctor. And if it's show specific, great. If it's not, we'll even try to answer them if we have time. So stay tuned for a link. If you have some more, if you want to go direct and off channel or off show, uh, there will be links in the in the uh, episode to talk to either Jessica and I. So Ben will be monitoring the chat. Uh, that's where you ask questions of, hey, I, can you post that link? He'll be posting some links and things like that. But for your questions, put them in the Q&A box and we will get those answered. And if you're watching this on a replay, put those questions into any of the any of the question sections of whatever uh, show you're watching it on, YouTube, et cetera, we get notified and we can reach back out to you and answer those. So let's see, let's check poll results. And we've got Washington, Oregon, and Utah represented today. And end poll, share results. Sorry, I've got a little sticky mouse. So plenty of board members, Plenty of curious people. And where did you hear about our stuff? Social, newsletter, other uh, exciting exciting announcement. We're going to cover it more at the end of the show, but uh, we're now on all uh, podcast channels. So check us out on Spotify, uh, iTunes, et cetera. So we'll, we'll talk more on that. But uh, have you been through a repair project before? Yes, a big one. Yes, a minor one. So Okay, we've got some educated people here. Jessica, let's talk to them about design. So in today's episode, we are going to cover, you know, why, why even care about design? 
um, specific design elements you should be thinking about, future proofing, we call it. That's kind of extending your lifespan of making some logical, making some good waterproofing decisions of if I'm going to replace it anyway, let's do it right. So it doesn't need maintenance. It doesn't, doesn't require a bunch of attention. Uh, material selections, quality of life upgrades, and, and we'll touch on a few of those. Financial benefits from doing a whole design. What do you think that does to your building value? Makes you the popular, new, sexiest building on the street, so to speak. And uh, we'll talk about renderings and, and what they mean and you know, sh kind of showing the differences. And then there's some challenges in the design process. It's not all fun and rainbows and things like that. Um, we'll share with you our design process flow chart that we take all our clients through and just talk about the, the bus stops or the milestones through that process, some timelines, and then some permitting. So again, if you have questions, put them in that Q and a, we'll get them queued up and, uh, get those things going. So why care about design? The, for the most part, when we get called in, your buildings are leaking and we've got to get to the water intrusion. We've got to get to the damage. So you're taking that exterior off typically anyway. Now, not in all cases, we can do targeted fixes, but in the complete, what we call in the industry, a strip and reclad, you're taking the old cladding or siding off, fixing the damage and then restoring on your way back out. And so why do you have to keep it in this case? This is a, a church building. Why, why do you have to keep it looking, you know, 1995, this was top of the line, but what if we did some, did some, uh, you know, made it, made it more modern, made it 2023, 2024. What if we put an entry on it? You can see this, you know, from the parking lot, here is the grand entrance in the top view there. It doesn't look very grand. So let's draw people's attention. Let's say door is here. Here's the focus. Here's the doorway to come into this beautiful space. And so it's actually a pretty small area here, but it really changes it. And obviously we're updating colors and things like that and some other materials, but that's kind of the power of design. So why care about it? You know, get a, get a new exterior look. And I think I think that's that's fairly self-explanatory but the next stage and here's here's some other mock-ups we have the next stage is taking your car into the repair shop uh i need the i need new tires well the car's up on the lift the tires are off now's a logical time to at least check the brakes at least look at some things underneath and say hey i'm halfway there what else can i be looking at so here's what the other things in this exterior envelope our windows, decks, doors, railings, you know, things like that. Jessica, do you have do you have other things to add to the design element that, that are important to think about? I mean, those are the assembly types or the items that we we definitely touch base on. And then after that, those are the more functional things of mm -hmm. we want the doors to have blinds integrated into them and what do the guardrails look like? And then everything after that is, you know, aesthetics of siding types and color and material choices so mm -hmm. um, well i mean the railings are coming off anyway and these old railings had seven inch wide pickets and kids could stick their heads through and get stuck and now the code requires you know four inches of space or the handrails were were too low now now they've raised the uh, railing height of the guardrails around the decks 
your windows were old aluminum windows and now they have you know modern vinyl or wood or or some other you know higher energy performing things and we'll talk a little bit about that but uh i think in this in this upper case we have kind of these little hats or eyebrows is that just to add a design element or is that to screen off any kind of roof you know those were those were there and i i reduced them significantly i wanna if i recall correctly i think they were they were pitched um in a triangle shape and we squared them off to give it a Mm -hmm. little bit more of a modern look or maybe it was rounded if we we brought it up to date and it looks it looks much more streamlined i I could see a round look kind of looking hotelish you can yes. kind of get the whatever that uh, motel is, kind of that round look or and you know southwest look, and it's like, is this a hotel or is this you know condos? And so, yeah, just just some different little things. Why why do we have that there? What was its purpose? Oh, I get it. Well, we're going to change it because we're changing everything anyway, and we're going to have scaffolding and ladders and all sorts of things set up, and it's very cost incrementally cheaper to do that so okay let's go on to some exterior design elements why don't you talk about this jessica well there's so many choices that go with the exterior when you're redesigning you're reselecting everything you know there's so many there's guardrail styles um there's guardrail material choices um We'll definitely give our um, opinion as to what we think would perform best in in the location that you're in. Um, every every material has its pros and cons, and so ultimately it's up to the board to decide what works for you, what works for your budget, and what meets um, design and code intent. Um, sure. So, so talk, talking about railings, you can see this interior handrail at handrail height but a taller railing at guardrail height and so when you're when you're walking out your place tonight kind of see if you have those two one's a handrail one's a guardrail they're both required by code but they also help and they they're, they're comfortable i think another thing that we're seeing with a lot of you know the economy of deliveries So everybody's coming to our house now, right? Amazon, DoorDash, Uber, all these people. So in this instance, we had a a split entry, so upper and lower. And so here's the address sign with an arrow saying down there, this address is down there. So we were finding packages for the wrong door and and the neighbors not got to know each other because, you know, they were exchanging packages every day. And uh, that's just kind of a interesting thing that's become more common now. Uh, in this instance, here's a little, this is, this is a, uh, I forgot you can't see my mouse on the other screen. This is a roof over the doorway and they didn't have it before. So they just really had a wet, drippy, drippy doorway. And now we can add on a simple, uh, awning to protect the door. Um, you know, carports are always one of those things. We've got the wood, the old wood style with the six by six posts and the wood gets chipped and it rots and it, you know, so converting those to metal, very easy, very clean. Um, they don't have to be as big and thick, uh, for the wood structures, uh, because the metal, we can, we can span greater distances with, with metal beams. Um, interior features, tell, tell a good story about, an outdated clubhouse. Oh yeah, we've had a clubhouse where 
they it was they had a pool great location great amenity it had a gym in it and bathrooms and they it was horribly outdated and the lighting was so terrible inside that even when the lights were on you didn't even know they were on it was just it was so bad so we we gutted everything we changed all the finishes pulled up the flooring redid they had an, a kitchen that was like a community kitchen um new cabinets new countertops all ada accessible and the lighting was just like the most impactful thing in that. And we can help you with, with all that stuff. Um, yeah. And it turned, it turned the space into, you know, a worthless space that nobody would use or would be ashamed to use into a very cool community space. I think we added some little zoom room things for people who work from home. Mm -hmm. It really turned into kind of a lively place and, and also additional income. You can, you can have, you can rent it out to host birthday parties. You can do your retirement party, you know, just all that type of stuff. And so community during the day and rental on the weekends. So it was an interesting, you know, we've, we've done lots of clubhouses like that uh, sport courts, you know, some of the, Hey, in the eighties, racquetball was really cool. Uh, 2023 is going to be defined for the pickleball courts. You know, we'll look back and say, Oh yeah, the pickleball courts, but, uh, pools, whether they're filled in with concrete or, or, uh, rebuilt into a nice pool, all those things, we can take this outdated or unused and, and create a, create an exterior space as well. So, okay. Anything else to add to that one? Future proofing. This is where we're talking about maintenance cycles. And if it's, if it's going to be wet and collecting water and all that stuff, let's, let's make it as low maintenance as possible. So good design doesn't have to just look good. You know, it can last a lifetime and save you on maintenance fees and energy, things like that. So waterproofing, of course, we're focused on with, with this water intrusion causing the damage in the original place. So we're going to give you a good waterproofing design, but energy efficiency still remains a big thing. And the code continues to drive uh, the energy code, which more insulation, thicker windows or air, more tight is what I'm trying to say. Tighter windows that don't leak as much air, uh, but you get better sound quality. You get better insulation, uh, noise reduction. A lot of people are adding, you know, hey, this didn't have AC and I don't want a window mounted AC. Can you give me some kind of clean port that I can have a portable air conditioner, plug that hose into and it goes to the outside and on the outside that port just looks like a dryer vent or something and we can close it off, make a little door inside. But that way you don't have all these ACs in windows or hoses sticking out or, you know, kind of running all over the place. Um, the, the pictures we have there, that's a, that's a thermal image where you can see darker spots, which is actually, this is a stucco building. You can see the darker spots where the stucco is holding some water against the building. But then, then you have some hot spots of letting heat through whether the insulation was a little crooked or missing. Uh, but you can see some kind of interesting anomalies there. And what we found in that building was a lot of water damage through the stucco and it was a five-year-old building. So, um, you know, just a, just a waterproofing issue there and the lower, lower, uh, you can see the snow gathering. There's no head flashings. There's no flashings around beams. The railings are, you know, they're big bulky timber railings, but they're not per code. 
Um, so, and everything needs staining and painting and refinishing and, and all that stuff. So, um, we can, we can make some of these exterior elements better, even though we're, we're replacing them anyway, let's make them better and more efficient. Anything to add to that? Nope. There's a lot there. Every city is different. So what goes through in, you know, in Bellingham may not pass in Utah or Seattle. Um, so I think that, you know, the energy efficient code efficiency codes are, are different in each jurisdiction. So mm -hmm. there's a little bit of research that needs to be done before anything gets ordered or specified. So what your, your neighbor or your family member might have might not work in the city that you are located in. So it's just something to keep in mind right. as well. Yeah. And different, different climates, different exposures on the waterproofing side of things. Obviously Pacific Northwest is, is a little different than, than uh, our Utah locations as far as dry climate, but Utah has lots of ski resorts. So they get lots of precipitation every year. And um, so it's, you do get precipitation. You, maybe you don't get driving rain or soaking rain, or you got plenty of time to dry it out, but exposure would be another issue of, are you, on the beach kind of getting blasted by the uh you know pacific ocean or are you tucked back in a hollow somewhere and protected from all this wind are you on the top of a mountain or are you on a big lake you know all these different different locations and exposures require some uh thought as well okay so material selection this is you you can talk about this slide <laughs> There's, I mean, there's so many options. We, we have our favorites. We also can make recommendations as to what we feel performs the best in, in the, in the climate that you're located in. And, um, you know, stucco doesn't traditionally perform super great in the Pacific Northwest, but down in Utah, it, it does just fine. So there's some materials that we may steer you away from, but we can, we can make any material work. Um, what we also try and keep in mind, the aesthetics and the cost and the maintenance and all the material selections that go onto your building, whether it's, it's the siding and the roofing or the windows, the guardrails, um, we want to make it as you know, cost effective and easy to maintain for, for the board and um, the team, the property management team. Yep. Yep. So pictures here, some different rail styles, you know, if cable rails are those horizontal, they're kind of fun because you don't see them as much. They make great climbing toys for kids. So if you have a younger association with a lot of families, ooh, maybe watch out for that one. Glass rails are fun on the views. And if you have a top bar or not, so waterfront, you know, we'll suggest that, but also cost savings. On the waterfront side, glass. On the back side, you know, maybe walkways, just pickets. And, you know, there's different different levels of security we can play with, Just and that's just on railings. Um, fiber cement is a very popular product. We've got all sorts of products that we can use. Um, real wood to, to uh, you know, I call, I call it the fake wood. What's, what's the polymer-based wood that looks like wood? Like the, like the composite, like the Trex or the Azec? Yeah, it has a, it has a name to it. Um, but it's, it's gaining popularity and it, it, it's, it's a pretty neat product. Um, metal, you know, there's all sorts of, sorts of different cladding types we can use. So, and quality of life upgrades. Talk about this. 
I've gotten a lot of requests for this lately with upgrading keypads. You know, there's ones that you can control with your phone. So if you need to let your dog walker in, you can open the door for them. You can make sure it's locked behind them. If you, you know, babysitters for kids as they come off the bus, they don't even have to have a key to their to your unit. Um, and we can create families. You know, some people don't want the digital one or the keypad. So it's like, okay, we can we can create a family of hardware. So at least it all matches in style and color. Um, but it functions and it has the ability to be upgraded as owners move in and, and move out. Um, mm. And the, the smart package lockers are also gaining popularity. Um, there's so many, everybody's getting their groceries delivered nowadays. So they have, you know, lock it, locking packages, package lockers that can go inside or outside of the building, but they even have refrigerated lockers now. So you wow. can put your, you know, your ice cream in it and not have to worry about it melting when it gets delivered at noon and you don't get home till five. So that's, that's awesome. just something that to, to think about. It's, it's a great benefit. There's some great packages out there. Um, and every company is a little bit different in what they offer. I think, um, I think I'll add to that. And some, sometimes the building department has been watching this old building for a long time and the fire system is so archaic and the fire alarm system that they'll say, you know what, since you're upgrading and doing, you know, X amount, we want the fire digital fire system, the warning, the alarms, the LEDs, the lock and unlock of the doors and the elevators. We want that updated. And so then we can roll that into entry things and lock systems and alarms and put that whole package together. So everything's on your phone or everything's at one panel and, you know, one, one, the manager gets notified or the one contact is notified of all emergencies. So technology is playing a big part in that as well. Mm -hmm. And then outdoor think, gathering spaces, you know, talk about Yeah, that. there's a lot. I've done a couple rooftop decks recently that are just amazing, especially the ones that overlook the water. Um, mm -hmm. I've had a couple of properties that have a great yard space and I helped them with some space planning. They had sort of a, a concrete slab and we did um, some furniture layouts. We did some, you know, fire pit options for them, bike storage, um, just and just general equipment storage for, you know, large uh, landscaping and so forth. But um there's so many options out there and we can make anything work for what you guys want to um, have installed in yeah. your property. Yeah. The, the community space is becoming a thing again, that it's, it's, it's visible. There's benches or there's hangout places, or there's places to sit and read and work on your laptop if you want to, or there's places to kind of sit and socialize and so gazebos and fire pits. I mean, this was just a bland little spot, kind of brushy, ignored. Put a gazebo and a fire pit there. Put some benches there. Or, you know, the I, I dropped off my uh, daughter at college and her apartment thing had hammocks and a couple of sport courts or a couple of, you know, it wasn't big, but it was a horseshoe pit. And it was, you know, I was like, wow, they're, they're kind of thinking of the community and how much, how much does three hammocks cost? How much do, you know, they, they last all season, if not five seasons. And, you know, as long as the residents are good to them, it's a nice space. One interesting, it's kind of reverse order, but play playgrounds have an interesting, I heard, I heard an investor talk about, 
it was it was kind of an interesting thing. He was like, I'm having a tough time evic- evicting or not evicting, but I have some members of the community that let's see what's what's the right way. We're violent to children and I'd like to get them out of here. And I realized there's a statute that says they can't be within 700 feet of a playground. So guess what? I put in a playground to the community instantly able to get rid of them. I was like, wow, that's a creative way to kind of clean up the thing. But I was like, well, okay, that's, that's part of part of design or part of this outdoor space. It's an interesting twist. So anything else you want to add to that? Nope. I just think that there's a lot of forgotten areas and there's so much potential. So don't forget about that side yard or that roof deck that nobody uses because there's no furniture or the furniture's all rusted and so even though it's not technically you know it's more of an amenity space we can definitely roll it into the scope of work um to see you know what it would cost to outfit it and make it right. um, a usable space again yep yep okay does any of this stuff sound fun usable spaces you can take a picture on your iPhone. You can send it to Jessica. Here's her email address, Jessica M at j2consultants.com. Here's her desk phone number in Utah. And uh, she would be happy to get on a free call with you and just talk about, hey, what can I do here? Or how, do, how does this design process work? I heard your, I heard your show and I, I just have some ideas before I commit. So reach out to Jessica. Okay, financial benefits. Talk about this. Oh, goodness. I mean, there's so much new construction in all three states that we're in. I mean, we're in other states as well, but our main, our main um, core areas, you know, of Washington, Port, uh, Oregon, and Utah, there's so much new construction, especially down in Utah. It's just booming. And so mm-hmm. it's now some of these, you know, these older buildings need to start competing with the new construction that's going up next door. And so that doesn't necessarily mean you have to knock it down. Like new siding can do wonders and even paint does a huge, there's just a huge aesthetic difference between, you know, the old boring brown stucco. And if we painted it, you know, sharp colors, black and white, lots of drama. It just, it just freshens it up completely. Um, And so I think, you know, now, and now your new, your old property that now looks new can now compete with these new, new construction and, you know, these older properties, they've got great bones. I, you know, they don't well, build buildings like that anymore. Yeah. They're bigger. They, they're bigger square footage. They have bigger garages. They have two, two spaces per place. They've got, they've got amenities. Uh, the new places don't have any room for any amenities and they're slammed in there and they're small. Uh, I, I would much rather have a big spacious two bedroom that looks sharp and has a good, good raincoat on the building. I can move in. I don't have to worry about it. And, you know, my reserves are low because I'm not always fixing the stucco and marble crete and this deck stack and that deck stack and I'm being nickel and dimed. I haven't paid off the last assessment and I'm getting another one for some other buildings rough or something. And so, so looking at the financial benefits of, you know, let's bite the bullet. We can, if we do it all at once, we can get a payment that we can afford. There's banks that'll help us. Um, and it's, it's actually a pretty easy process, but I think this is a wonderful before and after, uh, has that, has that one been finished yet? I think this is there. They're going to be starting construction soon. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, just the appreciation in property values, granted property values are, are down a little bit now, but, but what is it, you know, a kind of a tired, sleepy, 
1980s, 90s building, all of a sudden popping like like new. And, you know, the real estate comps are done on square footage. And so, you know, it's 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 one of these things where redoing your value can we can see a 25% appreciation pop. Just I'm sorry, redoing your exterior, we can see a 25% appreciation pop. So something to consider and and ask your realtor. You know, there's always associations always have some kind of a designer or architect, some kind of contractor, some kind of real estate professional in them and just say, hey, is is our building gonna be worth more if it looks like this than this? And and they they can they can answer that question. Okay, renderings, the concept of renderings. So take us through this, Jessica. What what are renderings useful for? Oh, just seeing all the possibilities. A lot of times, a lot of board members can't envision what it's going to look like. And um, the picture sells it. So being mm -hmm. able to show what it could look like gets people excited. It makes people want to get involved with the process, um, mm -hmm. lend their input or expertise potentially into it. And so, you know, it's an easy and cheap way to figure out Will blue look good on the siding here? Or what does the, we really like the idea of glass guardrails. What is it going to look like? What can we really see through those glass guardrails? Or should we do more of a privacy guardrail? And so mm -hmm. it's just 